The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Nazir has been dedicated by our good friend Jaime and Dina Dana. Hashem Yishmirem v'chayim. Fatzlacha for all their children that they should be mechunach alpi toratenu akedusha. They should grow up and they should be zochel the Torah or mitzvot or chupa or maasim tovim ubefrat for Ashkelema for Moshe ben Dina. אין נא רפאנה לו בתוך שאר חולי עמו ישראל, וגם רפואה שלמה, פנינה, בת אסתר. אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף, ורפואתה כרבה לבוא וכן ירסון ונאמר אמן בזכות המסכת נזיר יגן באדם אמן. דף ל"ב Today's time is being studied in the Nishmat Murzikini to be Yosef bin Salavri of Abraham Esther and Hashem Tilham Begin Eden Amen. With Fashima Moshe bin Dina, Vesalad Muhammad Batacham, Vesalad Batachad, Elna Fanahim, Fatanif, Fataguf, Fatan Kalabal Mabakin, Yosef and Amar Amen. We begin today's Dafan Amr Aleph Amud Bet. We are starting from the Mishnah on the bottom of the Amud Mishnah Dar bin Nazir. First made a vow, right? Made a Nizirut, not going to drink wine. And the, the regular laws of Nezidu, whatever it entails, he drank wine, however, thinking uh, that his vow was not effective. Okay, which means he didn't think the Nezidu was hal on him, the Nezidu for whatever reason, he didn't accept it upon himself the right way. So he thought the Nezidu was not really effective, so he drank wine. Then so he went to the rabbi to see if uh, that's okay. He wanted to go to the rabbi to see if indeed his Nezidu was uh, legitimate or not. Va'asaro. The rabbi told him that indeed his vow was binding, right? He figured maybe he accepted it upon himself the wrong way, so the rabbi will give him a hit that the Nezirut was not Nezirut because he drank wine. So uh, the rabbi told him, sorry, you are a uh, Nazir. So the Mishnah says, that He has to count his Nezirut from the time that he vowed, which is a, a very interesting halachas. Uh, it sounds like he... Uh, continues his Nizirut uh, from that day, which means he still is a Nizirut. Sounds like he doesn't lose any days, which is a Hidush to us. We always understood that, you know, you break your Nizirut, you're going to start all over again. Here he's just saying, just continue. Continue from the day that you made the vow. Sounds like it was like day, th- uh, it was 30 day Nizirut, let's say, uh, Nizirut. And on day 22, he drank wine. He went to the rabbi, and the rabbi told him, no, you're still in Nazir. Okay, continue. Continue from the day that you uh, made the Nidirut. So it's considered day 22, go eight more days, and you have your 30-day uh, uh, Nidirut. We will see exactly in the Gemara how that, uh, you know, whose opinion is that going like. Because obviously a new shita that we never saw before. Let's say I went to the rabbi, and the rabbi uh, released him from the vow. Told him, uh, you're okay, you don't have a uh, Nidirut on you. So I told him, but let's say he had set an animal aside already. Right, what you're doing is Nizirut, he accepted he put an animal on the side for his uh, sacrifice. So now, uh, what does he do with the animal? Now we know when you go to a rabbi in Matirit, retroactively it takes the Nidid of Nizirut off him. That's the way Hatarat uh, Hakam works, right? So what's the Mishnah? So let the animal go out, put it back in the flock. The animal has no uh, Kiddushah. Okay? Completely unconsecrated, as the Mishnah says. Amru betelil betrayin. Now the Gemara is assuming that everybody holds like this. Betchamai betelil. There's no argument on this. So betelil is going to use this case as a uh, argument to uh, his counterpart betchamai. I atem modim baze shuek dish betaut. 
even though this is a dish betaut, is a classic case of making a dish uh, betaut uh, by, by error. Because he thought that really he was a nazir. And he accepted upon himself nazirut, and uh, the, the animal was consecrated. He went to the rabbi, the rabbi told him, no, no, the nazirut is not on you. So that's like consecrating an item, betaut. And what do we say? Throw it back into the flock, meaning he does not have a kedushah. So just like you say, you see by the case of nazirut, that when he consecrated the animal, betaut, that the animal does not take a kedushah, so too, why don't you say by a regular case of ikdish betaut? We learned on yesterday's daf, but Shammai subscribes to ikdish betaut, or is that case? Guy comes along and says, <coughs> the animal that comes out of my house first, which is a black animal, I want to... Uh, Consecrated. What came out of his house first? A white animal. So what do we say? Quantum Shemai, it's consecrated. So Shemai does hold the Vigdish, Petaut is Vigdish, even though he said, even though it was made uh, by error. But here you see what the case in the Zidut, that Vigdish Petaut is. Not this is Betelel's claim to Bet Shammai. Why don't you? Why do you say Egdish Petot is Egdish? Seemingly the case of Nizirut does not uh, prove that. Adrabai proves the opposite. So comes again and says, Amru lahem Bet Shammai. So Bet Shammai comes to Betelel. You know, tells them back. I atem modim. Do you not admit to me? Bemishetaa vekaral tishii asiri. Let's get the words first. Somebody called the ninth, the tenth. And the tenth, he called the ninth. That's the case talking about a law of Maasir Behemah. How do you do Maasir Behemah? The law is you have a pen of animals, and you make a little petah, and the tenth animal that passes through the petah, you have a stick in the hand. The stick has a little piece of, a little, not a piece, but it has red dye on top of it. So when the tenth one comes out, you tap it, right? And the red dye goes on the tenth one, and the tenth one is Kodesh. Okay, that's the end of Ma'asir. We might go give it to the Kohen. So now the question is like this. The question is, oh, so let's say I made a mistake when he was counting. The animals are coming out. So the ninth one, he called the tenth. Took the stick, put it on it. Uh, then he realized his uh, mistake. Okay, so what did he do? The tenth one, he called the ninth. And so he didn't sanctify the real tenth one. And the eleventh one, he called the tenth. So therefore he sanctified erroneously nine and eleven. Okay? Ten was really supposed to be Kodesh, but uh, he didn't uh, sanctify the one. So the question is, not the question, the Dean Bet Shemai says, don't you agree to me that all our, all, all our Mikudash, even though it's a Hegdesh that's done erroneously, Hegdesh Betaut, because really, you made, you made the wrong ones. You're supposed to sanctify nine. Instead, he did nine and eleven. Ten. No, he did nine and eleven. Well, sanctify like ten, but he didn't do ten. So therefore, the Bishamai is coming back to Betelel. Hey, I'll, I'll prove you that the Sekdesh Betaut works from the case of Ma'asir. Behema. Right? So comes the uh, Gemara and says... Right, so comes again when I was Betel, come back. Betel comes along and says, Lo. That's not so. No proof. Hashevet Kedesho. Are you telling me over here what sanctified you think this animal? You think it's the stick that sanctified the animal? Meaning, do you, what, what, what made 9 and 11 Kodesh? You think it's the fact that he put a stick on it uh, erroneously and then that's what it is? It's not the Pshat. Uma Iluta. 
<laughs> so it takes it further. If you want to tell me Hikdish Petaut in the case of Maasir, why did you take it a step further? Why did you only tell me nine and eleven Bechamai? What about if you put the stick on number eight and number twelve, which means uh, you gave me a case where you were one away from the uh, from the, the right one? Oh, if you you tell me Hikdish Petaut, it's the stick. So maybe if you put the stick on number eight, it should also be called so the stick on number twelve. It shows because, and that's not the deen. Ela, what's the shot? Why nine and eleven dafka? So he says, Ela katuv shikide Ela. The pshat is katuv shikidesh asiri. Who kidesh at the shi'i? The eight ahad asar, right? Which means the Torah comes along and says that you have to sanctify the tenth. Right? And he came along and sanctified also the ninth and the eleventh. Which means, uh, the way they explain over here, let's read the uh, Tosafot. What is Betelel answering back? Tosafot, the Buna Matel on the Lamed Bet. Amru Lahen, Lo Hashemet Kedesho, Kedomar, En Met Kadshot Ayyedet Ta'ut. The Pshar is not a Kedesh, but Ta'ut Shini Hashemet Korea Aleh Hashem Ma'asir. Demai Mini Hashemet Ala Shemini, Ola Shenem Asar. Lo Asaklum. Betelel proves his point. It's, listen, it's, uh, it's not the pshat that you made a mistake and you put the stick on the wrong uh, animal. Because even you agreed to me, if you put the stick by mistake on 8 and 12, it's not Kodesh. And based on your logic, this betaut, what's the, what number I uh, erroneously put the stick? Ela demishu ta'ut. Lo kelum. Ela, it's not the pshat, it's not a mistake. Ela gezerat katuvi. It's a pshat, we have a gezerat katuv. It's a pasuk. Ve'lo mishum ta'ut. Da'enu mekadesh ela ha'samuchlo. Gezerat katuv, that what? You can sanctify the ones that are close to the tenth. The gezerat katuvu ve'enu mod misham nesharek desh. Which when the Torah says asiri kodesh, it means not only asiri, but even the tishii and ahad asad. If you did it, but that's not a hikdesh betaut. You can't learn from something that has scriptural uh, source to a regular case of hikdesh betaut. Simply because it comes to bet shemay, it says you have no ayah from the case of maaseh for the din of hikdesh betaut. It is a gezerat hakatuv. Okay, that's that. Now. The Bethalchim do point out over here. What does Bet Shemai answer this over here? Now, Bet Shemai doesn't need Maaser, if you remember, for his source. Bet Shemai's source for Higdesh Petot was Timura. What was the case of Timura? Timura was the case where a person made a mistake in his consecration of Timura. He has an animal that was Kodesh already, right? He said the, the black animal is going to be it, you know, Timura. He's going to transfer the Kiddushat to it. Little did he know it was a white animal over there. So the deen is, I thought you wanted it to be uh, whatever the animal was. He made a mistake by saying the black animal was a white animal. It is Kodesh. So the shita of Bechamah was just like by Timura, which is considered so Kedesh, the, the Kedusha is Hal. So by Tehadat Kedesh, also the Kedusha is Hal if you made a mistake. He said the black one and it was the white one. So therefore you see over here, uh, and, uh, and remember we learned the case according to Abayir, just for the record. We were talking about when the animals came out in the afternoon. Uh, and the white, the black animal came out uh, 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 second, and he thought uh, by the footsteps of the first animal, he said, "Oh, the footsteps." He recognized the footsteps, thinking that they were the black animal. That's why he said black. When they told him, "Oh, you made a mistake," it was the white one that came out. He said, "Oh, okay, you know what? Uh, I wanted to be called this anyway, but that's like this petaut." He said black, and we say white, but the point is like this petaut. So, and still, Bechamai says it's good. So, his ayah is from Timura, where you can say black, and, and the Timura will be hal on the white. So, this he accepts this refutation.
of uh, Betelim. No, the proof is not from Maasid, the proof indeed is from Timura. Comes in Yemurah, begins Mani Matnitim. Okay. Now we have an interesting Hadush in Amishnah. Again, it's the first time we saw this. We saw a guy make, made a Nezirut. He was over on his Nezirut. He didn't think his Nezirut was hal on him. So he started to drink wine. Went to the rabbi. What did the rabbi tell him? Rabbi tells him, no, no, your Nezirut is hal. You're not absolved. So what did the Mishnah say? Let him, let him pick it up. Let him just pick up the Nezirut from where he left off. Or, or exactly from the time that he vowed. So it sounds like he doesn't lose any days. Even though he drank wine in the middle of his Nezirut, it doesn't sound like he resets at all. So the Gemara wants to know, who is the author of such a shita that you drink wine in the middle of a Nezirut, it doesn't uh, restart the, uh, the clock. So the Gemara says, Mane, Matniti, Nore Biyose, Velore Banam. Okay, let's see the shita now. The Tanya Bebe Brayta, Mi Shenadar, Gamer Nezirut. Va'avar Nezirut. He went against his Nezirut, for example, he drank wine. En Nizkakim Lo. Literally means we don't make ourselves available to him to deal with his nizirut, okay? Which means uh, whether he wants to get out of his nizirut, the rabbis say we're not going to deal with you, or he wants to bring his korban, we don't we don't deal with him until when ela imken bahem isur bahem heter. He's gotta keep days of isur. Uh, Corresponding to the days that he kept, uh, no, he's got to keep days beheter corresponding to the days that he kept beisud. For example, let's say he accepted upon himself on a hundred day in nizirut. Okay, sixty days he drank wine, so he was in contempt of his nizirut for sixty days. So now we don't deal with the guy until he goes another sixty days. Uh, you know, by not drinking wine. Then after 60 days, now he wants to go to the rabbi to get absolved or something. It's a kanas they put on him. That really, they, he's, he's got to wait good days, can they get the, the bad days. It's like a makeup. It's, but really, minat Torah, that's not the law. Minat Torah, it's interesting to note, the only thing that breaks in his idut, that resets it, is tumah. Not drinking wine. The rabbis put a kanas on Hey, you drank wine for 60 days of your nizidut. You know what? We're not dealing with you. Come back to us. After you keep 60 days of that, so it's going to come out, he has to keep uh, altogether uh, 60 that he had, then he's going to keep uh, another 60, right? And then he has to keep, uh, if he wants to go to the end of his Nizirut, another 40. Okay, so what is that, uh, 60? 120, 160 days, he's going to end up uh, keeping for his Nizirut. Okay, that, that's, uh, that's uh, one way of, uh, 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 that, that's, that's the way we understand the case, exactly. Right, until 160, exactly. Okay, that's what Yosef Shita. Uh, I'm sorry, that's Tanakamachita. I'm sorry, Tanakamachita. Rabbi Yosef says a different case. He says like this Maximum, we punish him for 30 days. Which means, even if it was the same case that he said above, he accepted upon himself 100 days in Zirut, he went for 60 days drinking wine, we just subtract 30 days as a knas. So therefore, he's got to go, he did 60 drinking wine, we put 30 day penalty on him. So that takes him to uh, 90 days, right? Now he has to finish his Nizirut. So how many more days has he got to go? He's got to go 40 more days. Okay? And therefore, so altogether, he's going to go 120 a day. So it's uh, less than, uh, uh, obviously, less knas than Tarakama. Uh, uh, okay? So that's, that, that, those, those are the shito. But you see, according to everybody, there's extra days of the Nizirut. In the 100-day Nizirut, 
Either the guy went uh, 160, guy went 120, 130? 130. Yes, 130. Because you're taking 30 out, and you got to put 30 more in. Correct. So 130 days. Either way, you're doing more than necessary. So that cannot be Amishnah. Because what Amishnah say? The guy drank in the middle of his Nizirut. Let him pick up uh, where, 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 where he started off. From the, from the day that he was no dead. Smashma, he ends up with the same, you know, the, 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 the exact amount of days of regular Nizirut. That cannot be... Tarakama cannot be the Biyosei, where they add days to the Nizirut. Good? Okay. So the must speaks that out. Eat a banan. If it's the rabbis, kasha Nizirut miruba. Right? Now listen, Al Mishnah did not tell us what type of Nizirut we're talking about. It just said a regular Nizirut. But if it's the rabbis, we'll have a question on Nizirut miruba. Which means, because they hold, even on Nizirut miruba, you go as many days as he was in violation. Mm-hmm. So therefore, like I said, if his case was 100 days in Zidu, the guy went 60 in violation, he's got to go 60 more, so it's, it's, it's going to be more than, obviously, 100 days. And uh, not only these didn't write it, but all, 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 it's, both cases, according to the rabbis, you're going to have an issue. Which is, according to the Biyoseh, you're going to have a problem in Nizirut Mu'etet. What is Nizirut Mu'etet? A 30-day uh, Nizirut. Okay, let's say the guy uh, drank wine on uh, day 30. So what is he going to have to do? He's going to have to now... I'm sorry, not day 30. He drank for 30 days of his Nizirut. So what does he have to do? He's going to have to keep 30 more days. So it's end up on a 30-day Nizirut, he's going to keep 60 days. Right? The 30 that he had and the 30 that they, uh, they put on him. And Amishtad doesn't say that. Now we'll see why the Gemara only feels that it's a question for the Biyosir on Nizirut Mu'etit. It's a question on the, the bottom line. You're always adding 30 to the days he was in violation. It's a question whether it was a Nizirut Miruba or Nizirut Mu'etit. Because really the Gemara is going to answer. From the Gemara's answer, you'll see why the Gemara did not uh, ask a contribute on the Nizirut Miruba case. So the Gemara comes along and says, bottom line, who's the author of our Mishnah? It's not going to work. Not on Nizirut Mu'etit, not on Nizirut Miruba. Because no matter which Shita you adopt, you're always adding more days. So Gemara says, Iba'et Ema, Rabbi Yosef, Iba'et Ema, Iba'et Tema, actually read it correctly, Iba'et Tema, Rabbi Yosef, Iba'et Tema, Rabbanan. It's like Iba'et Ema. If you want, you can say it's Rabbi Yosef, you can say it's Rabbanan. Iba'et Ema, Rabbi Yosef, Tema, Rabbi Yosef, Kan B'Nizirut Meruba, he'll explain the Mishnah is talking about a Long Nizirut. Make believe it's a hundred day Nizirut. Can't be Nizirut Mu'etet. And he was talking about a case of Nizirut Mu'etet, which is a 30 day Nizirut. Now, how does that uh, work out? How does that, uh, how do we understand that? So let's look. All right, let's just, uh, let's see. We can say the Mishnah is according to the Biyoseh. So he is credited with some days. Uh, which means. Let's say it was 100 days Nizirut, right? The guy was in violation for 60. According to the BOC, he does get credit for 30 of those 60 days. Right? We only penalize him for 30 days. Correct? So therefore, he only, like I told you, he only goes to 130. So he, he did get credit for 30 days. So we, when the Mishnah said, Mishnadar benazir benazir you, you can't say he counts Mishat Shinadah, which means he can count some of the days Mishat Shinadah. He can count 30 days from that time. You just can't count all of them. So you can't reconcile according to the Biyoseh. 
You understand? According to the BOC, it was, it was a long Yazidi. Okay, it was a hundred. The guy was in contempt, he drank wine 60 days. Does he lose all 60 in his count? No. The BOC says we just penalize him for 30. Okay? So technically, 60 of those days, 30 of them, he's good. So then when it says, it means you can't count part of the days from the time that he made his Nizirut. Uh, okay, so it could be Nizirut, Meruba, Aliba, the Rabbi Yosef. Now, how are you working out with the rabbis? Don't read it. Don't read the Mishnah that you start to count from the time that he made his Nizirut, which implies that he didn't lose any days. Uh, which means he counts uh, from the time that has elapsed from the time that he made the vow. Which means uh, if 60 days passed from the time of the vow, that's what he starts from 60 days, 60 days later. Which means if he made his neder right, and he drank wine for 60 days, so he counts the neder nazar. The amount of days that have elapsed from his nizirut, which means he starts on, he's got to wait 60 days to make up, and then he continues his nizirut. Which means he has to start for the amount of days that lapsed from his, that was bi'isud, that lapsed from his nizirut to the present time. So if it's 60, it's 60. So that's adjusting the Mishnah. Okay, so either way, either keep the Mishnah as is, like the B.O.C., or just learn that you're not starting on, day, on the day of the Yenizirut, where you didn't lose a day. No, start the clock as the amount of days that left from Yenizirut to the present time. Which, like I said, if you drink for 60 days, so you got to wait 60 days, and then you continue the Yenizirut. So altogether, 100 Yenizirut will turn out to 160 days. So yeah, you're adjusting the Mishnah to work out according to... Either opinion, exactly. Comes the uh, Mishnah. Who's the second case in the Mishnah? He went to the rabbis. The guy accepted upon himself in the Zidut. He went to the rabbis. The rabbis told him, you're okay, you're absolved. And it is uh, off. Okay? And then what did it say? He had an animal there. Yeah. An animal already he consecrated it when he thought he was a Nazir. What did we say? Put the animal back in the Aydir. Throw the animal back into the uh, flock. Right? We said the animal is not Kodesh. That was one of Betelil's proofs that Higdish Betaut is not considered Higdish. Okay? Now... Bet Shammai, interestingly, just to point out, did not answer this uh, uh, proof over here. We bet seemingly has a good proof over here. What was Bet Shammai's response to that proof? Bet Shammai can answer very simply. Bet Shammai can come along and say, listen, the reason why this is not Higdesh is because bottom line, the guy was not a Nazir. Which means, you can't compare it to my case well, I'm saying the guy wanted something to be Kodesh. The guy said, I want the animal that comes out of my house to be Kodesh. But he said the black one, because he thought the black one was going to come out first, happened to be the white one. But there, it's in his ability to make the animal Kodesh. Here, you can't make an animal Kodesh if the guy's not a Nazir. So that, that's not Higdesh B'ta'ud, that's even better than Higdesh B'ta'ud. Uh, the, there's got to be a Nizirut here for an animal to be Kodesh. So therefore, Bet Shammai had the ability to answer B'tadil. Uh, Mishnah doesn't give us that, uh, you know, that, that, that reply, but that's really what he could say. Now the Gemara wants to learn a halakha. The Gemara wants to learn this. Amar Abidimiyah. Medebet Shammai nishman lebetelil. You know, from Bet Shammai Shita, we could deduce what Bet Hillel will hold. Okay, let's see what Bet Shammai holds. Let's see the deduction that you want to get to Bet Hillel. 
Nav Amri Bet Shemai Yikdish Petaut Tavi Yikdish Right? Bet Shemai does hold that Yikdish Petaut is Yikdish like that. That's the case of the the house with the black animal and the white animal. Kivan de Iglai Milta de Lav Shapir Nazar But still he holds by the case of Nizirut since bottom line it's revealed retroactively that he was not a Nazir which means Bet Hillel can hold both Bet Shammai, I'm sorry, can hold both Halachot He can hold Higdesh Betaut Havi Higdesh But still by the case of the Nazir He can hold, put it back in the flock As I explained to you Because there in the case of Nizirut There was no Nizirut over there But Bet Shammai agrees If there's no Nizirut I can just say the animal is a consecrate That's, not, that's, not, that's, that's worse than Higdesh Betaut Higdesh Betaut means I wanted to make it Higdesh I have the ability to make it Higdesh It's just that I got the wrong animal Alright, that'll be Higdesh but here, I consecrated an animal, al-da'at of a nizirut, but there's no nizirut here. Okay, good. So if that's Bet-Hishamay, then he can hold Higdish Bet-Ta'ut, but still agree to the case of the nizirut. Now I'm going to deduce what bet will hold. What? The Bet-Tilel Afagav da'amre timura bet-ta'ut, havya timura. Now, in the case of the timura, Remember, we quoted the Gemara yesterday, there was an extra word in the Pasuk of Timurah, the word Yehiyeh, yeah. that taught us what? That Timurah bitaut havya Timurah. What's the case of Timurah bitaut? Uh, the guy had an animal, right? And he comes along, it's Kodesh, it's Allah, it's Shalamim, whatever it may be. The guy comes along and says, you know, the black animal that's over here, I want it to be Timurah, I want it to be to transfer. How about if he was a white animal? What's the law? It's, it works. Now, everybody holds like that, even Betilim. Now, even though that's called Timura Betaut. So even though Betelil holds Timura Betaut. Havya Timura Avalecha de Mitaker Ikar Egdesh. Itaker Name Timura. But in a case where the original Kedusha is uprooted, Itaker Name Timura. For example, let's say like this, similar like the case of Nizirut. I have a Timura. We'll call it Animal A. Okay, and the Timurah is animal B. So I made a mistake, I thought uh, this was a white one or a black one. The Timurah is Habitat. Okay, beautiful. So I got A and B Kodesh. All of a sudden, for whatever reason, I went to the rabbi, whatever it is, he told me A was never consecrated. Once A is not going to be consecrated, so B is going to fall off. Because I was okay it. Okay. Just like the case of the Nizirut, what do we say? When you go to the rabbi, the rabbi comes along and says the Nizirut was not there in the, the, from the inception. So we say the thing there goes off. So the Gevara is making a correlation. Just like according to Bet Shammai. You could hold the case of Nazir, but at the same time, you could hold Higdish Pita'ut, Havi Higdish. Now, in Bet similarly, you could hold Timura, because he doesn't know the Gdish Petot, but you could hold Timura, Havi Timura, Bebetaut, but you could hold also that if it was a retroactive situation, like a case in Timura, it's not going to be. So just like Bet Shammai agrees in a retroactive case of Nizirut, even though he subscribes to Gdish Petot, Bet even though he subscribes to Timurat, he'll hold that in a retroactive case where you took the Timura off of animal A. Animal B goes off as well. <laughs> Next point, Amar Mor. <coughs> now we go to the case of what was quoted in the Mishnah. Again, anytime you have an Amar Mor, that's taking a previously stated statement, isolating it, and analyzing it. What did Bet uh, Shammai tell Bet 
He told him, listen, I'll prove to you there's a concept of the Gdash Petaut from the case of Masir Behema. Here the guy is in his, his pen, right, counting his animals. The guy made a mistake. He thought nine was ten. So what did he do? He tapped it. Right? Ten came out. He didn't... Ten, then he realized his mistake. Oh, I messed up. You know what? I'm, I'm going to make ten nine. Okay? Now, so when eleven came out, he called eleven ten. So he ended up consecrating nine and eleven. And ten he let go. And the deen is all three of them are... Kodesh. So that was one of the Bet Shemai's proofs to Betinah. Ah, so you see, Hegdesh Betahut is Hegdesh, right? To that Betinah came back and said, no, 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 that's Kisirat HaKatuf. That idea of Pesukim for that to tell me that the one closer to ten on both sides is Kodesh. And his proof is what? What are you going to tell me? If you hit eight by mistake or hit twelve by mistake, it's not the Kodesh. And if, if you hold Hegdesh Betahut, so pick any number. Exactly. The, the fact that it's only nine and uh, eleven... It's supposed to be a conception. You cannot prove from there to anything with Tegdesh, but that was the conversation between Betelil and Bet Shammai, right? So comes to Gemara and says like this. Itmar. Ma'asir. Interesting case. Rav Nachman Amar Ta'uto Velo Chavanato. He says, this only works if you made a mistake. Like in the case of Amishnah. But not if you did it deliberately. Which means if the guy deliberately hit number 11, as number 10, it's not going to be Kodesh. The deen of this mistake that you made is not going to mistake. Okay, but if you deliberately did number 9, and you deliberately did number 11, it's not going to work. Okay, that's Rav Nachman's case. And that's really the way we understood the Mishnah. He made a mistake. However, Rav Chazdav, Rav Rav Hunam, Rita'uto, Vechol Sheken, Kavanato. The Mishnah chose a case where you made a mistake. The Mishnah chose that case called Sheken, where you had Kavana. Which means when you consecrated it, this is called this is, certainly it's going to be the uh, Kedusha. The Mishnah chose the, the, uh, the, 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 the bigger Hadush. And even when you did it by mistake, it's going to be called this. But Huadin, or not Huadin, Kavahomer if you did it, but Kavana. Okay, so that's the Mahalog between Rav Nahman and Rav Hazdav and Rav Huna. Does Kavana? By Ma'asir make the ninth and the eleventh Kodesh. Rav Nachman says no. Rav Huzdav, Rabbah, Ravuna say yes. Okay? Now, once the Gemara has the Mahloke, the Gemara wants to see if it fits in with Amishnah. Amale Rabbah, Rav Nachman. Rabbah, Rav Nachman. Lividach, the Amar, Ta'uto, Veloch, Kabbanato. Kuntiyu, that says what? If you did it deliberately, it doesn't become Kodesh. When Bet Shammai told Bet Mudim, you don't agree with me? Shi'ilu karala tishi'i asiri. Wala asiri tishi'i. Wala had asar asiri shiloshtam kudashim. Right? Limr veishtiku betelel. And betelel kept quiet. Now, let me stop for a second. Betelel didn't keep quiet. Betelel answered back. Which means they answered back but they kept quiet from punching a hole in the logic itself. Which means Betelel, technically according, did not have to go all the way to a Pasuk. He could have punched a hole through Bet Shammai's statement from itself. What, what could he have said? Limru lehon, let Betelel tell Bet Shammai, ma maaser sheken eno kadosh bekavana. Which means, hey, you want to bring me a case of, uh, of Maser? Maser obviously is different. Because Maser, if you did it Bekavana, you cannot uh, make it Kodesh. So how could you learn from there 
to a case of Higdish Betaut. In a regular case of Higdish Betaut, what do you do? This you made a mistake. Okay, guy made a mistake, the wrong one. Now, if he did it Bekavana, uh, 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 let's say, which means like, like, like in this case of uh, Masir, if Nachman is correct, that Bekavana is not going to consecrate it, Lechaura, why not? Lechaura, if a guy if I did it by mistake, right? So, and, and you tell me that it works. So, Lechaura, it should work even Bekavana. From the fact that it doesn't work Bekavana, so you see, obviously, this is a different different uh, over here, which means, if Rav Nachman, you're right, that Bechavana doesn't work, Betelel could have answered back the Kavana argument. Right? He says like this, this would serve to prove that the effectiveness of the erroneous consecrated night and death must be due to a special scriptural decree. Otherwise, how can we explain the fact, unlike all other consecrations, the night animal cannot be deliberately, deliberately consecrated. Which means normally when you deliberately consecrate something, it's Kodesh. Here you're deliberately consecrating it, and it's not Kodesh. So obviously it's got a different Gedir. So Betelel, he didn't have to uh, 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 go to show him that it's Pesukim. He could have just told him, Betelel, from the case that you're bringing, I could show you that, 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 it's a different, that it's an exceptional case. Why? Because you want to prove from the case of Ma'asir uh, Be'ema, the just like Ma'asir Be'ema, if you make a ta'ud, it's called there, it's like this, but ta'ud. Uh, but wait, in a regular case of Ma'asir, if you did it with Kavana, it's not the uh, hal. Why not? So, uh, Ela, what do you see? That must be the Zerapta over here, that when you make a mistake, it's going to be, because you cannot bring me a proof, because right, by regular consecration, by regular Egdesh, if I had Kavana when I made the Egdesh, of course it's uh, Kodesh. Mm-hmm. So therefore, why didn't Betelel use that argument against Betelel? Must be because Rav Nachman is wrong. Must be that that's not so. That who had it works even. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the reason why Betelel did not give that. Betelel did not give that claim. Because Betelel could have answered back Kalva Homer. What could he have said? He would have said like this. And what? Ma'asir. That deliberately it doesn't become Kodesh. But by mistake it does. Higdesh shekadosh bekavana. Higdesh that does become Kadosh with Kavana. Local shekem. Sorry, ta'ut. Local shekem. All the most of it ta'ut. Which means bet. Hillel refrained from saying the Kavana factor. Could I tell you really there is a Kavana issue? Because if you didn't have a Kavana, it's not going to be hot. So why didn't Hillel tell him that? Because Betchabai could have answered back, oh, good point. Which means if my Mara said that what? Kavana doesn't work, but Ta'ud does. Higdesh, that Kavana does work. Kul Shekin, Ta'ud. So Betchabai didn't want to get involved with that uh, claim because he knew Betchabai could come back with a Kavahomet. So comes the Gebarad says, Velohi. But by the way, if Bet Shemai would have came back with that Kalva Homer, it's not a good Kalva Homer. You know why? Because Higdesh is dependent on the owner's Kavana, which is one of the integral rules of Higdesh, is that the owner has to have Kavana. There's a Pasuk of Higdesh. The Pasuk says, Ve'ishki Yagdish et Beto Kodesh Lashem. The person consecrates his house. Kodesh, uh, which means it's talking about where a guy knows what he's doing. And therefore, uh, you cannot make such a kavahomet because the, the, the foundation of Egdish is what? 
Kavana. So what would you, what would you think Bet Shabbat would have said? Bet Shabbat would have said, Oh, if in a case where Maaser, where Kavana doesn't consecrate, but you can make a, but Pataut works. So in a dish where Kavana, when you do it with Kavana, it does work. Kavahomer, Kavahomer Taut. Now you can't learn a Kavahomer Taut. Adraba. Because really by Kodesh, it's got to be done B'Kavanah. So just because I can tell you we've done B'Kavanah, does not necessarily tell me you can do it without. Because a fundamental principle by Kodesh has got to be, you got to make this something B'Kavanah. So therefore, just because you show me by Ma'asir, if Kavanah, you don't need, if Kavanah doesn't work, but Ta'ud does, here where Kavanah does work, called Shekin Ta'ud. It's not a called Shekin. Kavanah is integral. You can't learn a Ta'ud from a Kavanah of Kavanah. So really, Hillel could have given the claim, but Shammai would have given the Kavahomer, and Hillel could have refuted the Kavahomer, but he didn't even want to get involved with the Kavahomer of Bet Shammai, so therefore he didn't uh, tell him this claim. So for Kotel of Nahman, he's not refuted, which is really, let's just review what comes out. What comes out of Nahman holds what he holds. That what? That by, by Maaser? He did it by Kavanah, meaning he called the nine... Nine and he called eleven. He called nine ten and he called eleven ten. Kavanah doesn't work. Oh, so why didn't Betilel give this argument? Because he didn't want to get involved with Bet Shammai's Kavanah. Even though Bet Shammai would have given the Kavanah Homer, it could have been refuted. But he didn't want to uh, give the Kavanah Homer uh, the start of it. Okay, now we go to the next Mishnah. Mishnadar ben Nazir. Okay, guy uh, accepted upon himself a uh, Nazirut. Okay. Alright, what happened? The guy went in he had an animal that he uh, put aside for the Nizirut, for the, you know, the concluding animals, whatever you call that. At the end of the Nizirut, there are animals. What happened? He went and he realized, Oh, they stole his animal. So now the question is, what does he do over there? They stole, they stole the animal. Now, the guy now regrets his Nizirut. I mean, the guy's like saying, Yes, and if I would have known that they're going to steal the animal over here, I never would have uh, accepted upon himself the zoo, which means the guy wants to go to the rabbi now. And the rabbi, to absolve a person of a nidid, he has to find a petah. He has to find a way out. And what's the way they usually find a way out? If you would have known that these events uh, would have happened, would you have accepted upon yourself the zidut? And the guy comes along and says, no, no, I wouldn't accept. But it has to be something that the guy would have ascertained. Right, it has to be something that the guy would have, would have thought. But if it's something that the guy would not have thought, or even if he thought it, he would have said, it's never going to happen. Um, uh, 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 you know, it's too far-fetched. Therefore, the rabbi cannot use it as a way out to him. It's got to be something that's viable. All right? Let's give the story again. Guy made himself a nizirut. And what happened? Uh, he had his animal there. He comes to the animal now to take it, and the animal is stolen. Oh, so now he wants to go to the rabbi to get to get out of this over here. So the rabbi says like this: If he accepted upon himself nizirut before the animal was stolen, nazir. He's a nazir. He cannot be released. I'll explain to you why. Because what's the rabbi going to tell him? Everybody, the guy was a nazir. He had his animal. What's the rabbi? If you would have known that your animal is going to get stolen, 
would you have accepted upon yourself Nizirut? So the guy would say, well, if I know what got stolen, that's not a good claim because you ne- even though it got stolen, you never assume it's going to get stolen. It doesn't enter the guy's mind. So therefore, the guy's in his brain, he's thinking, it's not going to happen. So therefore, it's like he's accepting upon himself the Zirut regardless. Okay? It's got to be something where he can assume it's a viable option. So when the rabbi tells him, you accepted upon yourself the Zirut, was the animal there? Yeah, the animal was here. Okay, so what's the rabbi tell If you would have known that uh, if you accepted upon yourself that the animal that you have is going to get stolen, would you accept? He would have accepted. Because once a guy consecrates an animal, and after his nizirut start, he doesn't uh, uh, ascertain that the animal is going to get stolen from him. That's already out of his mind. And even if it does get stolen, it, was, it wasn't an option for him. It's almost if he accepted it regardless, even if it gets stolen, because he doesn't assume it's going to get stolen. So therefore, if it gets stolen, I'm, I'm an Azir regardless, because it doesn't, doesn't enter his mind. So he's an Azir. However, But if the animal got stolen before he accepted upon himself, Nizirut, then the animal is pen, whatever it is, he was assuming that he's going to use that for his Nizirut. He didn't accept upon himself Nizirut. So the rabbi tells him, listen, uh, when did the animal get stolen? So the animal got stolen before I was a Nazir. Eno Nazir. It can be released. What's the uh, what's the logic? So he says like this. No, no. He didn't know. He went into his... Right. He found out after. So the way he says it over here is very good. He says thus, awareness of an unlikely possibility that an animal might be stolen does not deter a person from vowing, because he is confident that the theft will not happen. However, awareness that the animal has already been stolen will deter him. Knowing that it could happen. Which means, no, he has the animal already consecrated, or whatever, designated, that it's going to get stolen, he doesn't assume. Okay? It could get stolen, but in his mind, doesn't think of it. But that the animal was stolen already, that deters him. Which means, if, if they would have told you at the time, when you made your Nizirut, the animal was stolen already. If the animal was stolen already, I, I wouldn't have made my Nizirut in the first place. Right, let's just continue the Mishnah, and let's read it now with the Rosh. Basically, the guy accepted upon himself a Nizirut, if he had his animal already designated, uh, when he accepted his Nizirut, and, he goes to the, and then the animal got stolen, to the rabbi says, if after, you, <coughs> if after you accepted upon yourself the animal got stolen, you are a Nazir. And the, the Rosh speaks out, That's considered Nolad. That's considered circumstances that are unpredictable. Anything that's unpredictable, it's not on the guy's mind that's going to happen. He doesn't anticipate that the animal that he has is going to get stolen. However, the Mishnah says on the top line, But if, let's say, the animal was stolen before he accepted upon himself a nizirut. So then the Mishnah Din is Eno Nazir. The, the, the Ross speaks out of here. If I would have known that the animal was stolen from before, lo That's considered a hakam. Because again, the rabbi would tell him, listen, if you would have known there was no animal over there at the time of the, the, the Nizirut, would you have said the Nizirut? Of course not. So that's the difference. So now comes the Mishnah and says, This mistake 
When many Nizirim who accepted upon themselves Nizirut in the exile, they came up to Yerushalayim to bring their Korbanot. When they got up to Yerushalayim, what they find? They found that the Beit HaMikdash was actually destroyed. So what did Nachum Abadi say? If you would have known that the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, if you made yourself a neder, Amru, no, they told him, no, no, we wouldn't have made it. So therefore, the Chumadi was mati then based on this uh, concept over here. Now, even though when they made their nizirut, uh, the assumption is, you, if you have a Beit Hamikdash, you don't assume that the Beit Hamikdash is going to be destroyed. I mean, that doesn't enter uh, anybody's mind, and still, the Chumadi was mati them. Amru. They made the same haduk. They said, if you made the neder, the Beit HaMikdash was around at the time, so then you can't matir by saying, well, had you known if the Beit HaMikdash was going to get destroyed? It doesn't enter your mind. If you made the nizirut when the Beit HaMikdash was around, you assume the Beit HaMikdash was going to be around. Nobody anticipates the destruction. But if you made the nizirut after the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, then the rabbi could say, had you would have known that the Beit HaMikdash was not around at the time of your nizirut, that already is not in the end. That's when you can matir it. So therefore the Gemara says, Nahum Abadi made a mistake in the sense he didn't make a Hanuk. Which means whoever came up to the Gola, from the Gola, when in his youth he just said, oh, the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed. If you would have known the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, would have you, would have you accepted his youth? They said no, and therefore he's matir them. But really, it's the haluk of the hakamim. Depends when they made the nizirut. If they made it when the Beit was around, then the nizirut is on them. If the Beit was all, not around, then the nizirut can be taken away. So that's the Gebra says, the mistake, the Mishnah says, that Nehom Abadi made. So that's the Gebra says, Amar Rabah. Now, let's go back to the first part of our Mishnah. The first part of our Mishnah said, the person accepted upon himself a nizirut. Right? And uh, he had his animal, right? And he sanctified his animal, he consecrated his animal. And then what happened? It got stolen. Okay? So we made a Hiduk, right? In the cases exactly uh, when it got stolen and all that. So now the uh, Mishnah, uh, the Gibran says, Amaraba Shatfur Banan Lirabi Eliezer. The rabbis uh, literally, I guess you call it, washed away. Right? They washed away. I'm give you the exact uh, terminology there. They swept away the Bidi Ezer from his previous opinion, which is, we're going to see in Masechet Nedarim, the Bidi Ezer al Shita. What was the Shita in Masechet Nedarim? It says, Ditnan. Potim benolad, the little bit of The bit of says you're allowed to poteach on nolad, which means an item that, even though it's not anticipated, the bit of says you're allowed to use it as a petah. Vakamim oslim. Oh, so now let's go slow. What do you see from over here? Al Mishnah did not quote the bit of Al Mishnah only quoted the shita of the rabbis that said that you can't poteach benolad. That's why if the if the nizirut was accepted and the korban was there, the animal was there and it got stolen after, the rabbi said, you cannot uh, absolve such a thing because you don't anticipate it. Now, if Rabbi Yezid argued, it should have said, about Rabbi Yezid Romer, Matirin. Here you don't see any dissenting opinion. That means must be, we're forced to say, the rabbis must have convinced Rabbi Yezid at some point 
to agree to them. So that means Shatfu Rabbanan They swept them away, which means they changed his opinion. That's why the only opinion that they see in the Mishnah was Nahum Madi. Nahum Madi was Matir bin Ulan, and the rabbi said he made a mistake on that. And he had, he had nobody to rely on. So the Gemara is proving from here that the Bida Ezzet must have changed his opinion from Masechet. The Nidarim comes to Gemara and says, One more point. Even though the rabbis say you cannot be put Tayyab bin Olad, meaning on an unanticipated event. Right? The rabbis cannot be put Tayyab bin Olad like that. About Putin bitnai Nolad. With a condition of a nolad, they can be poteya. What is a condition of a nolad? Hechi dame, amri lehon, ilu ata inish. If people would have came, ve amar lehon de harev beta megdash, mihavan nidirtun, would you have made the neder? Which means like this. To say the beta megdash was destroyed, person doesn't anticipate that. So therefore, that's not considered a uh, neder. If he made the beta, if he made the neder when the beta was around, right? Now he got to Jerusalem to bring his korbanot. There's no more beta megdash. They run to the rabbi. Rabbi, there's no beta megdash. What do I do? Am I a nazir? Oh, you are a nazir. But there's no beta megdash. I, I, I wouldn't have made it. No, no, you wouldn't have made it. You would have made it. You wouldn't have anticipated the beta megdash was ever going to be destroyed. Good. But the Gemara says there is a case where the rabbi can be batir. If let's say people came to him. Right? Advisors, let's say. And they told them, listen, you know, there's a chance that the uh, Bet HaMikdash uh, can be destroyed over here. And you have to know, by the way, if the Bet HaMikdash is destroyed, then you're going to be in Nazir forever. Because there's no way you can get out of your Nazir because you cannot bring Korbanot. If they told them like that, that advisors would have came and told them such a thing, then already he would have said, yeah, I wouldn't have accepted it. Which on his own, he might not have anticipated the destruction of Bet HaMikdash. But if they tell, listen, if people would have came to you, friends, advised and spoke to you, and told you, uh, listen, uh, you know, there's a chance the Bet is not around over here, so you have to be careful if you can accept upon yourself and this in such a case, uh, you're going to be stuck forever. And would you have accepted upon Nizirut? Uh, if people would have advised me with this situation over here, I wouldn't. That's called a Tanai in Nolat. Mm. So that already is okay. Let's read the Rosh the way he says that. Look at the Rosh, it's on the right uh, margin over there, Aval. If they would have came and give you advice, right? Don't make a right? Maybe the Nizirut is going to finish, but maybe the Betamikdash has been destroyed before the Nizirut is finished. Even though their etza is dependent on something that's not anticipated, which let's say I made a neder in anger. So they tell him the rabbis, listen, if ten people would have came, and they would have appeased you, and they would have calmed you down before you made the neder, would you have made the neder? He said, I don't know, if I would have had appeasement from people uh, before I made the neder, I, would I wouldn't have made it before. Right, it's not on the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. He's, he's bending his neder on advice. Which means, 
what would have got him to change his mind would have been the people giving him advice. Now, even though their advice is dependent on something that's maybe unanticipated, but if it was the people that came and pressured me and told me this, so yeah, I would have listened to them. That's already considered a legitimate petah. Good. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef comes along and says like this, If I was over there, which means Nahum Amadi made a mistake, the rabbi said. What was Nahum Amadi's mistake? When he came to, the, the, the Nizirin came to him, and they were, came to Erish Israel, and the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, right? So Nahum Abadi told him, listen, if you would have known uh, that the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, we made an Erish, no, 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 we wouldn't have known. Oh, we said, that's no lad, right? Unanticipated. So we said, Nahum Abadi made a mistake over there. So Nabi Yosef says, no, I don't believe it's unanticipated. I think Nahum Abadi is right, it's anticipated, as a matter of fact, we have Pisukim that predicted the destruction of the second Beit HaMikdash. So therefore you know the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed. What's the Pisukim we have? It says, Hava Amina Leon HaKetiv. It says in the Pasuk, where is this Pasuk in Yirmiya? Hechal Hashem. Hechal Hashem. Hechal Hashem Hemma. Three times it says, the the Hechal of Hashem, the Temple of Hashem, the Temple of Hashem, the Temple of Hashem, um, which is there. So it says, Zem Mikdash Lishon, U Mikdash Sheni. Which means from the fact that it says, Hechal Hashem twice, that refers that the Beit Mikdash is going to be destroyed two times. And then you're going to have the, uh, I guess the third uh, Beit Mikdash, right? The first two temples will be destroyed, and the third temple will be in existence. So what's the point? There's a pasuk that says the better does to be destroyed. So therefore it is uh, anticipated based on this pasuk. Everybody knows that pasuk. So it comes to Gemara and says, Zem Mikdashi Shobdashini. Gemara Sana. Nihi diyadi'in lehon diyahrov mi yod'in le'ematai. They know it's going to be destroyed, but they don't know when. The pasuk didn't say when it's going to be destroyed. So until it's destroyed, you don't anticipate that that's going to be the time it's going to be destroyed. So it's still considered a nolad. Amar What are you talking? They don't know when it was going to be destroyed. The pasuk predicted when it was going to be destroyed. Why? We have a pasuk in Daniel. The pasuk says Shivuim or Shavuim Shivuim Nehtach Al Amecha Ve'al Ir Kodshecha. It says over there in the pasuk seven. Seven uh, uh, rounds of 70 years. That's when the Beit HaMikdash is going to be destroyed. What's 7 times 70? 7 times 70 is 490. When did Daniel make this prophecy? He made this prophecy after the first Beit HaMikdash was destroyed. After the first Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, how many years of exile did we have? 70. How many years did the second Beit HaMikdash last? 420. So Daniel's prediction was that in 490 years, the way the Pasuk says it, Shavu'im Shiv'im, seven rounds of seven, right? Seventy sevens, exactly. Seventy sevens. Right. Shavu'im, which is seven, how many sevens? Shiv'im. Seventy, which is 490. And that's exactly what happened. It was destroyed after 490 years. So they knew exactly what it was going to be destroyed. So it was anticipated. So the Gabbara says, no, 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 no. They know which day? They know which year, but still they anticipate the day. And therefore, the Gemara is saying made a mistake. Even though we knew the better that we destroyed. And even though we knew the year it's going to be destroyed. But still, it's unanticipated if it's considered a situation of Nolad. We went like the Hakamim, and even the Bilya Ezra was Hoserbo. 
that what an unanticipated item the rabbis cannot be matir. However, if they made their neder after the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed, then already they have a legitimate petach. I wouldn't have made the nizirut in the first place if I knew the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed already. But if it was around to think it's destroyed, that they never anticipated. <laughs>